Welcome back to the channel, guys. I'm your host, Mellow15. This is the sixth installment of the Fantastic Review. If you are new here, welcome, guys. Uh, if, you're, if you haven't already, hit subscribe, share the video if you guys like the content. For people who are new, the Fantastic Review is a series that I dedicated to a late friend of mine named Fran. Uh, before she passed away, I was able to show her the first two episodes of the Fantastic Review. She loved them, so I'm honored to carry on your legacy, Fran. And today, I know, we've been on some Star Wars heavy stuff lately, but today we are going to do a whole Fantastic Review on the show Ahsoka. If you guys haven't seen the show or you guys are, are late catching up on the episodes, cough, cough, my friend Ben. <laughs> but if you're late on the episodes, come back to the review when you're done. Because we're going to get really spoiler heavy here. I'm going to talk about spoilers, the finale, what I give the show, what, what I rate the show, you know, theories and all that. So the season finale was last night. And I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. Yeah. Um, take a walk with me, bro. We're going to we're going to talk about those thoughts because the show wasn't bad. OK. But the series finale, the season finale wasn't really. It, it was good. But it just, it left me with kind of more questions and answers, but that's not always a bad thing. But some of the questions, I think, stem from the writing, right? Like, there's a lot of writing choices that I feel like just didn't make sense. So like, hey, like, why was this allowed to go through? A lot of it's going to seem nitpicky because I'm just going to straight up tell you guys, I gave the show a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah. So I, I believe it's a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, I would have gave it an 8, but for the fact that like the the first three episodes weren't really that good to me, I, I believe episode four, five, and six carried the show, right? Like, so midway through the show and a little bit towards the end, it, it carried the show completely. Uh, that's why I'm not going to give it an 8. So everything from four on was amazing, right? I would say seven and eight is kind of where, and a lot of people didn't really like episode seven, but I did. And we're going to get into all that right now. The first thing I want to get into though, is we, I, I just mentioned episode one and two and yes, those episodes, I feel like if you're, if you're not a fan of the show rebels, if you're not really caught up on the lore, I can absolutely see why episode one and two were boring to you, right? They were the longer episodes. They kind of they kind of did a thing where it was like, hey, if you know about Rebels and Clone Wars and, you know, the the previous backstory, I, f I feel like you'll you'll like those first two episodes more. But if you're someone who's who's going into this brand new, I could kind of see why episode one and two would bore you and why a lot of people didn't like those first couple episodes. Episode three, right, it starts to pick up the episode starts to pick up, but I still wasn't really like I wasn't really feeling it right. So going into episode four, my thought process was, I mean, this has to deliver, right? Like if this isn't good, we have a problem. Like we, we would have had a serious problem because if episode four was just the same as episode one and two or even three, I mean, you might've seen the fandom melt, bro. So in episode four was amazing. I loved episode four. That actually might be one of my favorite episodes of the season. I think episode six and four... And five are kind of up there as I don't really know which one was my favorite. But yeah, episode five, episode six are bangers. Obviously, we got Anakin and the Clone Wars flashbacks. We got the world between worlds, Thrawn's return, Ezra's return. It was cool seeing all that, right? So like I said, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. And only because, you know, when a show's carried 
like the way this show is carried by like the middle three episodes the the front end isn't really all that great the back end it doesn't really end with like a with a complete bang that's why i'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10 but i think a lot of you might feel differently i know there's a lot of you who probably really love the finale and i'm not going to judge you on that because there's a lot of finales that i ended up liking that people didn't like so and if you like the beginning two episodes I won't fault you on that either because we all, you know, we all like different things. And especially with Star Wars, I have mentioned this before. It's a real, real big generational fandom. And you'll have people from the 70s and 80s who completely hated the prequels and they probably hate the sequels like a lot, right? You got fans who grew up with the prequels who obviously they love the original trilogy, but they, you know, they kind of lean towards not hating the sequels as much. Then you have the kids who grew up with strictly the sequels who like, you know, they love Ray, they love Poe, they don't care about all the other stuff that comes with it. So there's that one. A couple podcasts ago, uh, we had talked about Ray Stevenson and he was the standout character of Ahsoka. In this show, he, his character, Balan Skull, bravo. Like, bro, honestly, like Ray, Ray Stevenson, I know he's not alive to like hear the fans like tell him like how good his character was but bro that was such an amazing performance by this guy it was one of the best characters disney star wars has ever made and i'm actually really sad that he's not going to be playing the character going forward if they even decide to recast i mean it just sucks all around like obviously the bigger the biggest point is that he's not around for his family and his friends and to experience more life that's just straight up up and down that's like the biggest tragedy the second biggest tragedy is when you have such a good career performance like this and you're not even able to follow it up. That sucks. Now, we, we have mentioned recasting before. I think they should. The character Balan Skull is just too good to like just let to let go. Like to just not use him anymore. His character arc in the show basically ends with him standing on a mountain overlooking like a valley and behind him are the Mortis gods. They're like mountain slash statues of them. You know, you see the father, the son, the daughter's on the left, but her head's gone on the statue. So that was kind of like, I wonder if that's like a clue indicating of what's coming next for that for that topic. But it's cool that Star Wars is kind of moving into the Mortis God because they did it during the Clone Wars. But to see it in, in live action, like this is really cool. Give us something new. A lot of the the everyday fans don't know about Mortis and the Mortis Gods, you know, and they don't know about Abeloth and all that. So I feel like the the normies would really like that, would really like that. So if they incorporate that going forward, or even if they use that as like maybe potential villains for the Ray Grogu movies in the future, you set it up here. I thought it was a perfect way. So for Balin, that's how his character arc ends in the show. And it's just, it's, it's unfortunate. I, I definitely think he should be cast. Um, and I don't even think it's disrespectful to Ray Stevenson because I'm pretty sure he would want the he would want the character co to continue. If he saw all the love we were giving him, saw all the love we were giving that character, and how much we appreciated him, he would want that character to move on. If he didn't, cool. But I just he didn't come across as a guy who who says otherwise, right? Another character in the show that was a really huge standout was Shen, which is funny that her name is Shen Hati, or you know, because she is kind of a hottie, but well, not kind of. She's a big hottie. But Shen, Shen's popularity was kind of cool to see grow over social media during the show. Like after each week, dude, TikTok had crazy fan edits of Shen. I saw the edits on Instagram Reels, Facebook Reels, YouTube Shorts. 
She was actually one of like the most popular characters from this show. And yes, I know a lot of it probably had to do with her looks, right? She is she is hella bad though, by the way. So, which you know, Shin baddie, but her character too. Like, I'm I'm really interested to see where they take her character, right? Like, you know, when Balin abandons her and she gets left on Prydia, like, what happens next? Does she get to go back to the main galaxy at some point? Is she gonna be Ahsoka and Sabine's new villain on that planet? Is she going to try to find Balin and kill him for betraying her? I don't know. There's a lot of ways they can go with that. I thought it was really interesting, though, because people try to compare Shen to, like, Riva. Like, why didn't people like Riva? Why? Because Riva sucked, okay? Riva fucking sucked. That's why people don't like Riva. Her character was put... Now, here's the problem, right? And I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to bait us into, like... It's like race baiting, right? Like, why did people like Shen but not Riva? And it's like, okay, listen, okay? People like Shen because she had a cool backstory, her character was cool, and she wasn't getting in the way of legacy characters' screen time, right? She had just the right amount of screen time to where we're hooked now. We want to see more, right? With, with Viva, she was getting like, she was getting like, and especially in the last episode of Obi-Wan and the Kenobi show, she was getting like more screen time towards the end than Anakin and Obi-Wan were, like... And she survived a lightsaber to the gut twice. So that's it just it's it's like stuff like that, right? You can tell why Shin was more popular versus Riva. And I know people are gonna say it's the race angle and it was because of the color of her skin. And there probably is a lot of there probably is a small group of people who hate Riva because she's black. But I promise you, the majority of Star Wars fans just didn't like Riva because it just was a poorly written character in a show where the two biggest legacy characters are starring in them are starring in that show like that's that that's why i thought reva wasn't popular when you take a character like her you add it into a show with like obi-wan and anakin and like there's a lot that's on the line when it comes to the show and she's getting a lot of, she's getting like more screen time than she probably deserved that's probably why people didn't like her you know moving forward anakin's force ghost um i know there's a book with uh, Luke and Lando when they go to Exegol. And it, it basically explains why Luke really hasn't seen his dad in Force Ghost form. Uh, I'd have to look more into that because I think it's stupid. Luke definitely should have saw his dad's Force Ghost more. Luke definitely should have been in contact with his dad more post, you know, Return of the Jedi. I hope they fix that. If there's something they retcon, they need to retcon like the whole... Luke didn't see any Force Ghost until the the Last Jedi, and it's just like it's further proving how they ruined the 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 original character, the OT legacy characters, right? The OT legacy characters just became like these bumbling fucking idiots, who, you know, one goes back to being a smuggler and a and a thief after becoming a war hero. The other one goes back to basically starting a new rebellion with the Resistance, and then the other one goes into exile and drinks titty, titty milk and like tries to kill his nephew they just made them into bumbling idiots when that shouldn't have been right so if they retcon anything they need to retcon luke seeing his dad right like he needs to have at least a conversation or two with with his old man not he struggled to see anakin's ghost because no bro like and i know the force ghost thing kind of brings up more questions because it's like hey you know if vader knew about exegol when he was alive why didn't force ghost anakin tell you know luke and them about that like so i get it like interacting with the force ghost can probably cause more 
you know, problems and it would be it would cause more problems basically. So but there's a way they can go around that. I believe so. The last week though, I did mention how I thought Ahsoka, Sabine were gonna be the ones left on Pridia, and I was absolutely right on that. So I'm actually really happy though, because I didn't want that to be. I didn't want any of them to get stuck, but I kind of thought like, damn, they're gonna get. There's, I, th I thought it was gonna be Ahsoka for sure, right? But the fact that they had Sabine get stuck it also makes sense to me, because it's like, hey, you gambled the fate of our entire galaxy to come here to get Ezra, and you have to pay a price for that. The price that you have to pay is that you're stuck here now. I mean, obviously, I think Sabine and and Ahsoka will get back to the main galaxy eventually, but this is this. I thought it was a good twist for that, right? Like, hey you basically kind of screwed our main galaxy to come here knowing what the consequences would be now you're stuck yes you did get ezra home but you are stuck and now you can't really help with the thron threat right now you have to just sit back and kind of reevaluate your situation and like kind of like hope ahsoka can fix it right so I thought that was a good I thought that was uh pretty decent that they that they went that way because they could have just had ahsoka stay Right, but they didn't. So now a big one, a big one that I know a lot of people aren't gonna like is Sabine using the force. They just straight up don't like that she used the force in this last episode. I thought her using the force for her, you know, her lightsaber to come to her. I thought that was cool. I didn't see no problem with that. I did think it was a little odd that they had her use the force to push Ezra onto the Star Destroyer. It was kind of and she's not a Mary Sue, by the way. I know people are gonna start saying Mary Sue and that Disney loves like female characters and will make female characters OP and female characters are better than male characters in Disney Star Wars. And hey, I'm not going to argue with you on that because there's a lot of evidence to suggest that's what Disney likes doing, right? I don't think Sabine's a Mary Sue. She spent almost the entire season training, um, trying to learn about using the Force, learning from Ahsoka, learning from actual mistakes in real life and like talking to Ezra. And so... Yeah, was it kind of OP that she like pushed Ezra onto the Star Destroyer? Yeah, kind of. But I don't think that takes away from like the training process, right? Like with Rey, the, I, we didn't really see a training process. She was just automatically good at using the Force, was automatically good at lightsaber fighting with Kylo Ren in Episode 7. Was that, that, is, that has the argument for Mary Sue. I don't think Sabine does. I know, I know a lot of people didn't like it though. I saw that on Twitter, especially on Twitter and TikTok. A lot of people dislike that she was able to use the force. It makes sense to me. Okay. She trained. She was learning. She was actually having like real life battle experience where she lost multiple times. And also it doesn't really go against George's original idea for the force, right? Like anybody could use it if they trained hard enough. Anybody can use it if they wanted it enough and like actually had the proper training. So it doesn't really go against George's vision of people using the force. So... A couple things, though, that when it came to the writing that I kind of wasn't really a big fan of, I noticed that, like, like at the end, right, like when Ezra escapes into the main galaxy with Thrawn, and he's able to take a shuttle off Thrawn's ship, meet up with the New Republic, like, how did you even know where the New Republic was at, right? He meets up with the New Republic, and like, when he comes off the shuttle, they're all, like, you know, have their weapons drawn, takes mad long to take his helmet off, and then when he does, it's like, oh, hey, Hera. I'm here. And it's like, well, how did the, the Thrawn not know that like a shuttle was leaving his ship? Like, how are you able to like get off the shuttle? Like, I mean, get onto the shuttle and leave. Like, I know that's nitpicky, but like that's kind of important to me. 
right? I, I don't think you should have seen Ezra. I know they were trying to probably rush the whole Hera and Ezra, like, having their, like, their reunion. But, like, they should have saved that for, like, another show or something else. Because it's like, okay, you're able to escape off the ship onto a shuttle without Thrawn noticing you. And you just knew where Hera and, like, the New Republic was at? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I know it's nitpicky, but, you know, and the Thrawn, every time Thrawn would get beat this season, it was all part of the plan, Morgan. Like, it's like, oh, yeah? It's like, you know, like, I lost. Me losing is the, but we won overall. It's like every single time this season, when Thrawn would get, like, beat or bested, his excuse was, well, that was all part of the plan was losing. It's like, I get it, bro, but, like, that's kind of how it seemed like this whole season. Was that every time Thrawn lost, it was all part of the plan. So I thought that was hilarious, dude. But yeah, um, if you guys haven't seen Ahsoka, I would I would highly recommend it. It's an awesome show. It's gonna lead into, you know, Mando season four, Skeleton Crew, the you know, the Dave Filoni Mandoverse movie. And it's something that I feel like if you're not even if you're like a huge nerd of Star Wars, like you'll enjoy the show. I mean, some of the best lightsaber fights I've ever seen in the franchise happened this season you know especially with like Balin and Ahsoka that was fire dude so you know and I like I said earlier in the episode I give the show a 7.5 out of 10 because I would have gave it a higher rating but you can't I'm not going to give it a higher rating when like your show was carried by like three episodes right the writing should have been better those and that's the nitpicky part right there, there was I, I like the show but there was a lot of things that happened where the writing just seemed off like it's just like they, they made just dumb choices they made stupid fucking dumb choices and it just almost like they were just like, yeah, you know, people, people will like it. Don't worry about it. And it's like a lot of your audience isn't little kids anymore. Like a lot of your audience is like, you're, we're talking like old people, like the people with money who are buying your product and actually going to these comic book shops and like these stores and buying the toys. We're not dumb. So like when you make stupid writing mistakes like that, it just kind of like, it kind of makes it seem like you just phone it in during the writing. So that is the end of the episode tonight, guys. Thank you for joining me. If you're on uh, TikTok, Instagram Reels, Facebook, YouTube Shorts, hit me up. I got a bunch of videos on there basically daily. Uh, thank you to Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Like always, guys, I don't even know why the hell they it gets the numbers it does because I, I barely promote it anymore. You know, sometimes I forget I forget to promote that we're on audio platforms, but you guys still give us like at least decent numbers every week in my opinion they're always decent and um yeah i'll be returning to the drew cast and say what's real soon but i've been enjoying these star wars episodes and you know talking some star wars with you guys so yeah until next time guys peace